a podcast produced by Illinois Right to Life. My name is Savannah Dudzik, and I'm the communications assistant here at Illinois Right to Life. And today I am here with Anna Flock. Anna, could you start by introducing yourself, sharing a little bit about yourself? Yes, um, I am a mom. I'm a mommy. Um, I have a two-year-old son named Hendrix. I live here in the city of Chicago. Um, yeah, and I love being a mom. Um, and I'm a lover of the creator and everything creative. Um, so yeah, we're here with Anna and we're also here with Hendrix. He's in the room, you know, doing his thing. So if anybody hears, here's a cute little boy, that's him. But now I really wanted Anna to come into our office today and be on our podcast because when I first met you and then I met her again, she actually attended two Illinois Right to Life events. She attended our Ground Zero tour and our Day of Dobbs evening reception on the day of the Supreme Court hearing of the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health case. So anyway, when I met her, I just was very inspired by just the way that she looks at the pro-life movement, what she mm-hmm. wants to do to help women, and the way she really lives her life. So I wanted her to come on here and just kind of share some of that with our listeners. So first of all, I think we probably should start a little bit back at the beginning. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your story? What, ha- what happened before Hendrix? What was your life like before Hendrix? And now, what is it? How is it different now? Right. <laughs> Oh, my life was very different. Um, I was raised in a good, good home. Um, but I think that the culture of the world really distorts, um, and desensitizes us to things that are so, um, precious and beautiful. And, um, I was obsessed about girl, like girlfriends, clothes, um, Friday nights out, like anything that was fun and exciting. Um, in my late teens, you know, I struggled with a lot of different things, um, drugs. Um, I was super into um, a lot of the music scene, um, just all the wrong things. Um, I was very lost, very lost, and... Um, when I, right around the time that I got pregnant, I mean, it just changed everything. It changed yeah. everything. Um, and I was 18. And I totally, I mean, I was like opposite of everything that um, I am now. I, my beliefs were very different. Um, and so when I found out that I was pregnant, um, it really challenged me. To think. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that because, you know, I don't know, there might be some young girls listening who find out that they're pregnant. There might be some people who are currently experiencing an unexpected pregnancy. Tell us a little bit about what your first reactions were. Because it sounds to me like you were kind of just a typical uh, young girl, you know, wanting to enjoy your life, living your life. And then you found out you were pregnant. So what, like, what was your reaction? What was your initial reaction? Um, my initial reaction, 
I think it wavered. Um, I think I was hopeful for a different way for my Mm. life to go than it was going. The idea of being a mom and having a family excited me, which was so foreign to that, you know, stage of my life. But the other side of me knew that there was this other option and I had people around me who were impressing on me um, that the only option was to have an abortion. Um, and so I, I really was was felt um, I dealt with the with the thoughts and the you know idea that I was not prepared to be a mom. I did not was not strong enough to be a mom. I didn't have the resources. Um, I was a mess of a person, all these things that were coming down on me, but in my heart of hearts, I knew that this baby, um, was a page turner for me. I knew it was something that I, that, that God gave me and that I wanted to, to keep. No, that's so beautiful because I think that that's, that kind of a reaction, you know, kind of shows that you didn't, that you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of women when they get pregnant, you know, might think of abortion. That's kind of what you're saying. Like you, Mm -hmm. you knew it was a possibility, but it wasn't that you wanted an abortion. You were like, it's kind of, it it gave you hope, you know, it gave you hope that you could, that you could start a new life with this child. And that's why I think it's so disturbing that we hear from society that, um, that getting pregnant, you know, reduces like doesn't let a woman achieve her goals when in fact sometimes it's a pregnancy that saves a woman oh my goodness exactly I can't tell you like I started dreaming again about Mm. my future and you know things like even as a little girl that you you think about that you would want to do or your interests and it it all just it was like new life and through wow. a new life. And it was a new life. Wow. That just gives me yeah. chills. That's amazing. Yeah. No, but, that's amazing. We have um, Illinois Right to Life has – what. so what you were talking about with, like, not knowing if there's, like, resources. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. But Illinois Right to Life has a website that I will also talk about more later. But called PregnancyHelpFinder.com that basically you, you go to the website and you can type in your zip code and it will tell you the nearest um, – resource to you but in one second we're going to talk a little bit more about that and I want to get your opinion on that okay firstly um we wanted to thank Anna for that introduction and for telling us a little bit about her story so far next we're going to discuss a little bit more about your opinion of the pro-life movement in Illinois you know what we're doing right what we Mm. can do better um, and first, I wanted to remind our listeners that everything we do at Illinois Right to Life is through your generosity. Mm-hmm. We are completely donor-funded and rely upon you to continue our life-saving programs like this podcast, our Project Love program that helps mothers in crisis choose life, and many more. To support the work of Illinois Right to Life, just visit our website and click Donate in the upper right-hand corner. Again, that's IllinoisRightToLife.org and hit Donate. Thank you for your generosity. Next, we're going to discuss, like I said, a little bit more of your opinion on the pro-life movement in Illinois, more specifically, how women get help. So can you tell us a little bit about how you found the help that you needed? Yes. So 
when I found out that I was pregnant, I was fortunate um, that someone connected to me um, was an advocate um, for the unborn and led me into the lap of a pregnancy resource center, a local pregnancy resource center called Journey um, in Mokina. And they just, I think about even today, the way that they've supported me, it wasn't, you know, at a distance. They invited me right in um, Mm -hmm. and they invited me to the table. They welcomed me. Not only did they provide me with things like diapers and wipes and formula or, you know, whatever I had needed at that time, but wise counsel, um, co-parenting, counseling, all all kinds of things. Um, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. In my teens when, you know, people would talk about pro-life people, I thought they were like these, you know, I had a total different illusion of what that meant. But once I got Mm -hmm. to experience (laughs) these pro-life people, people, um, they just wanted to love on me and my child. And it was no strings attached. They wanted the best for me. They wanted to see me grow. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for, you know, just a thought or an idea that people follow to create a safe space for girls like me. Right, yeah. So I'm interested um, because I know that this is, you know, a common misconception that, like, pro-lifers don't really do anything to help women pro-life you know and working right. in illinois by to life i know that's totally untrue literally right. everything we do is to help women in whatever whatever way that is whether it's through our project love grant program whether it's through um educating illinois you know trying to change illinois politics in the pro-life movement whatever it is i i know personally that's not true but tell me a little bit about what you what you thought pro-lifers were you know what you thought they did like what (laughs) and then and then what you saw yeah I mean I totally thought a pro-lifer is somebody who just says they're pro-life right but never maybe ties to their local church or you know profess it you know I didn't think there was ever any action connected to that and I think you know I I saw, you know, in my life the way that people who had had been around me had been treated in crisis pregnancies. Mm. Um, and I think that I let that define. And I saw the way people who were pro-life responded to them. Um, and I think I, I let that define what pro-life meant to me. But once I experienced, you know, people who truly cared about babies and mommies Mm -hmm. and um and it wasn't just through the format of a pregnancy resource center it was in Burkhats when I didn't have enough to pay for my formula and the person behind me Mm -hmm. or at the gas station or you know people who really see it you know that situation and and want to cover and honor and support and I think that that's what it really means to be pro-life even if it's just with some of my friends who you know over the years maybe I didn't really realize what their heart was and when I found myself in this crisis pregnancy 
you know, really just loved on me and showed up, helped me take care of the baby, all kinds of things. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, I, th- I think it's a good point you make, though. It's like not everyone who says they are pro-life really is pro-life. That's true, you know, and that's something that you kind of observed. Observed. I think that we we need to, this year more than ever, right. show that we, we are pro-life and we are there to help women and we are going to, you know, we're going to, first of all, I mean, obviously talking about it is the first step, right? But it's just the first step. It's this, this action that we need to do. Our executive director has this three-tiered plan, which includes, you know, educating people, uh, helping pregnancy resource centers build themselves up. This is the time when we need to show that we, that we are actually there for women because, you were there. You were there for the Dobbs Day, right? For the evening reception, you know, mm-hmm. and that was that was such an encouraging day because that was the day that the Supreme Court heard the oral arguments for the case that could overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. But like our executive director and uh, my our program director, like they said in their talks that day, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, Illinois is going to become a haven for abortion. Everybody's right. going to come. All the women are going to come from different states. And come to Illinois to get abortions. So this is, this is where we need to show that actually, if we're actually pro-life, we're standing up. We're, you know, we're gonna do whatever it takes to stop the greatest injustice ever in human history. And that, that looks like, you know, that looks like a lot of different things. But what mm-hmm. you saw is that looks like people, people helping you. You know, people being there for you. I think that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Um, that, that you were able to connect. And you said that's from a mutual friend that, w- that connected you? Yes, it was actually um, my son's father's parents. Oh, wow. Yes, okay, their church. Um, the founder of the Pregnancy Resource Center that I went to went to the same church as them. So, oh, um, beautiful. Okay. It, was a, it was a good connection, and it was perfect timing um, that I landed there really fresh because I was you know wavering between and I think that that's why my heart is so passionate now um about this because it just shouldn't be two options Mm. it shouldn't be if you know women would really feel so it's just so wonderful to choose to parent or if you choose you know to put your child up for adoption There's joy in that, too, and I think that if we didn't even have the option, an accessible Hmm. option down the street, I mean, I will tell you, I called in my first eight weeks to set up an appointment with Planned Parenthood to have Hmm. an abortion, and I couldn't get myself to go, Um, but it was such an easy decision. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was constantly checking, you know, at this amount of days, is it still, is it, you know, is it in would go back and forth with myself but that's why now I think you know it just shouldn't even be Mm. an access so accessible you know right yeah do you think I mean obviously I think it probably does but how much how much um of an effect do you think it has that like Planned Parenthoods and you know abortion clinics are so accessible and there aren't as many pregnancy resource centers like actually in the city of Chicago I believe there are about 17 abortion clinics and there are three pregnancy resources i mean it's unbelievable i can think about you know i mean even just in this year you know for people who have faced this choice and and they don't 
I, I can't imagine the amount of women out there who find out they're pregnant and are scared and they need somewhere, um, some kind of respite, some kind of refuge and they walk into the wrong place right, with, right. with those fears and there needs to be more, there needs to be more pregnancy resource centers. Yeah. There no, needs to yeah, be. Yeah, I, no, oh, I 100% agree because, you know, everyone has something that they're passionate, that they're especially passionate about in this movement because there are so many different aspects. And one thing I really like about Illinois Right to Life is that we kind of like try to cover a little bit of each aspect, you know, like yes. the legislative part, the, um, the, um, our Project Love program, like helping women directly, that part, you know, all these different parts we try to cover. But my, the part I'm most passionate about is, like direct help to women like you were saying right you know well what i think is like you are a pregnancy resource center you know like the things right. that the things that you can be it doesn't have to be in the format of a building mm. do you know what i mean that's that's like, a good point yeah. if if you know a mom came to you and they were like savannah i have no idea what to do i don't have money for diapers i just need somebody to talk to i have no doubt in my mind i mean you would be like yes like when do you need when can I call you sure like I could get that for you like it doesn't have to be in the format but just more people who are like pregnancy resource yeah that's actually that's a very that's a very good point because it's like you know even if you if you um do a little research on this and if you use like our I love our pregnancy help finder because for me sometimes mm-hmm. you know if I'm talking to someone if I'm if I'm out like in Aurora or somewhere that I don't really know in Illinois <laughs> and I don't know what's near there you know I'll go on there real quickly type in the zip code and see what the closest place is that you know you can bring these women to to get help there and so I think yeah I, I think that's very important that we that we have those we have our um project love program which basically women we I actually had a woman she was just on our podcast I think I told you to listen to our episode you should Electa? go listen to her yes yes you yes I did yeah she's amazing oh yeah I think you told me that you listened to her. <laughs> um but she was helped by our project love program which you know like we said in that episode a few weeks ago it's just and I'm sure you would agree with this it's just this boost that these women need it's these super strong women like you and Electa like who like you know, very smart, very, like, you're able to juggle a lot of things, but it's like, you just need this boost to get yourself off the ground, and that's just, I think that's just so important, and every woman should have access to that, so. Yes, I totally agree. I think, um, I think it's hard, too, because, I mean, for me, I didn't grow up in, um, I, I came from a suburban, like, a really good home, and, and I was taught never take a handout, never, ask for help and I think that when I was in a position of need it was very challenging for me to you know evaluate whether I was really in need there were people out of worse than me to receive help and I think that that was something I really had to learn um to um accept and to to use that and and it really did excel me into wanting to be sustainable on my own and 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 provide for my child and just like two I think it just shows that somebody believes in you Mm. somebody trusts you that they would invest in who you are whether it not be with money with time um I mean 
time. I mean, somebody who would sit down and talk with you, it really makes you think they believe in me as a mom. They're willing to support me with their mom as a mom with their money. Like that really shifts things. It pushes you to to yeah, to be just, it's encouraging. Just the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that's so beautiful. That's so that's so wonderful. Yeah. Now you've got Hendrix to prove it. <laughs> He's being yeah. very well. <laughs> Yeah, really well-behaved little he, boy over there. He sure is. I mean, I'm biased. I think he's like the cutest kid yeah. in the world, but he's so cute. he is the greatest. It is such a joy. Like, it's such a joy. He's my very best friend. And I mean, I cannot imagine life without him. And I love being his mom. I love oh. it. Um, I think that I think Electa even said in her, it's not, you know, has, hasn't been an uphill movement. There are, um, you know, <laughs> highs and lows that you walk through in the daily. Right. Um, but it teaches, it, it teaches me so much um, about who I am. And um, I love being a parent and I love teaching him. And I love, I love our life today. I do. It's beautiful. I do. And um, I think God really did have a plan for my life. And, and I, I do. I ask Jesus for help along every, every step of the way. And he's been faithful to show me where to go, when to go right, when to go left, when to take a deep breath, when to, you know, get a babysitter, when to apply for the <laughs> job. Like, even the really practicals, I couldn't have... You know, everything that I am now and I have now today is be because of God. I really do think. No, I, I 100% agree with you and believe that. And it's, a, it, it's just such a testament. You know, every time, every time I talk to, you know, a woman like you who's like, you know, doing so many things, you know, juggling so many things and all this stuff, and you're like just saying, my, li- my life is so beautiful, you know? <laughs> I love my life. I just think it's so... It's so encouraging because it's like any woman who hears this, any woman who might listen to this, who might be considering, just sees, you know, it, it might not be perfect. I know I can picture Electa saying, she's like, yeah, it's not pretty. It's, it's not at all pretty. But it's you know perfect, what? But it, it's like someone said to me before, a tapestry, if you've ever seen it, on one side, the back, you have no idea what it is. It's just mm-hmm. all these loose threads mm-hmm. all over the place. You don't know what the picture is. But on the other side, it's beautiful. It's like this beautiful woven, um, you know, picture creation. And you, you can't see on one side. Right, but it's right. like all the crazy loose strings and threads are weaving together this. And sometimes in the day, it doesn't feel beautiful yeah (laughs) yeah but no but it's it is beautiful well Anna we would now like to shift the conversation just lastly to talking a little bit about next year about what's going to happen in the pro-life movement next year your what your opinions are on this uh we want to discuss your hopes for the coming year and what you the people in of Illinois and beyond can do to be a part of our life-saving mission Speaking of 2022, we want Mm. to announce our 2022 Illinois Right to Life Banquet keynote speaker. So for our banquet in April, our speaker will be Dennis Prager. 
Dennis is a best-selling author and co-founder of PragerU, one of the most influential educational media sites around the world. Tickets go on sale in early March, and to learn more, you can visit IllinoisVitalLife.org slash banquet. So that's going to be a fun event, you know, in almost half a year, but still, it's coming up. Everybody can start getting excited for it. And lastly, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, 2022 is going to be a big year for the pro-life movement, no matter what the outcome of this case is. I mean, um, the case that I'm talking about is the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health case, which has the potential to overturn Roe v. Wade. We mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast. But what what do you think about all this, Anna? What's your perspective? Um, what do you think about this for women? Do you think this is good? Give me some of your opinions. <laughs> yes, I am... Um, anticipating, you know, hope on the horizon. I'm yeah. thinking and hoping that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. And I, and I think about as a mom who would have been affected by this, you know, three years ago. Right. What that looks like practically. Um. I think you know all the pro life people are going to have to pull up. I think mm-hmm. this is a time where there's going to be an influx and um, there's going to be an influx of mommies and babies. And we need to show up for them. We need to show up for them. Um, even if it's not in the form of more, you know, buildings, right. you know, as as people who value human life, I think in the grocery store, if it, there's a mom who has five kids and maybe, you know, looks like she isn't doing very well and she's pregnant and she can't pay for her groceries, that's a time where, where you want to you just always advocate for the least of us. And I mm-hmm. think that it's going to look like come June or July, there's going to be so many people commuting to Illinois, maybe, right. you know. And, yeah. and how are we going to, I think, I think really you need to plug into Illinois Right for Life to see how you can be involved personally. If if you feel it on your heart, I mean, I, I certainly do, so I'm speaking for myself, but I'm going to be there to, to do anything I can to help and share my story with somebody who might be thinking they can't do it, you know? Yeah. No, well, thank you. Yeah, it's just going to be, I think this year, you know, more than ever, like you said, it's just so important to share for you, especially, you know, for women who've, who've done it, who've made it, you know, through, through this crisis pregnancy and now have, you know, this beautiful life that obviously they're working on, but um, like this beautiful life to, to be there to speak and say, hey, excuse me, we're not, we're not these weak people who can't handle this. We don't need this legislation. We don't need this. Right. We want to be treated as, you know, we want to be respected. We want to be shown that, yes, we have a community of support that's going to help us with this pregnancy. We don't want to be left on our own, you know, to go to an abortion clinic and do something that we're going to regret for the rest of our lives. Right. So I agree. I think it's so important. Yeah, if anyone wants to get... um information on what we're doing in Illinois we're doing so much it's crazy it's honestly really cool when I I love to see it like on the weekends when I look (laughs) and they're singing and they're like at the abortion clinics I'm like you guys are awesome like a little soldiers out there you're (laughs) like I will stand for 
you know, with joy on their face. Well, like it's because it is, you know, it is a joyful thing. It's the best thing you can do with your life is, you know, standing for life. And it's just really cool for me every year or every year, every week when I put together our newsletter, when I, when I figure out, you know, the, the most important things of this week, what happened, you know, I mean, I get help from all of our staff, but when I look at, you know, what we've done this week and I'm like, wow, you know, this is, you know, to anyone who says that the pro-life movement isn't doing anything in Illinois, we definitely are doing stuff in Illinois. So if totally. you want to sign up for that newsletter, go to IllinoisRightToLife.org and there should be a little pop-up. It's IllinoisRightToLife.org and you can sign up. I promise they're not spam emails. We all make them <laughs> here at Illinois Right to Life. There's no spam. So... Yeah, I mean, this, no, this has been a wonderful discussion, Anna. Is there anything you'd like to add, anything, anything you'd like to add, you know, about your experience, advice for women, any, anything besides what you've already said? I think one of the best um, things that my mentor actually told me was to build in margin, and that means, like, when you're on the cusp of, like, a hard choice, just build in, like, two hours, just build in margin before making big choices. I think um, it's the wisest thing you can do. Um, and um, I, I guess I just want to share that I've been on both sides where I have also had um, a chemical abortion. And um, so I really do um, understand the challenge um, that is required. And I think that obviously I know, you know, now I think about a child that I could have that I don't. um, And, and that is something that I've had to, you know, deal with and heal from. um, And that I can't wait to get to have it to meet them. But um, I don't, I, I think people sometimes misconstrue people who promote children and promote babies and mommies as people who hate women who have had abortions. Mm-hmm. And I want to share as well that these pro-life people have never condemned me or shamed me for the choices I've made and always let me show up the way I was and, and loved me where I was at. And um, don't be afraid um, to be vulnerable and, and share what's going on and your whole heart and show up scared show up scared um because you never know who's just been been waiting and preparing to love on someone like you and yeah I guess that's what I want to say thanks yeah um I don't know um if you have any advice but what do you have any advice for women who have had abortions? Where would you recommend for them to go? I know there's a lot of resources. I can pull up some of them if you want. But just personally, where where did you find the best healing? I can only tell the truth. And um, I have to say the Lord, um, he will appoint people in your life um, that are safe to share these things with. He, he will put people in your life, um, that you can go to. And I, I highly encourage you if you're listening to this and you're dealing with the pain and the hurt of something that 
maybe have happened in seasons past that you've tried to just blend away, go to a local church, go to a local church and talk to somebody so you can really have experience and deal with the grief of that. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I don't even know if it's okay that for me to be talking about, 100%. you know, my religion because everyone is different. Um, but it really is God, Jesus' blood covers everything, everything. And when you come to him, um, his blood is strong enough and you truly will f- find that there are pieces of you and in, in your heart that are, are restored and redeemed by him when you're able to let God touch that wounding and that hurting. He does. He transforms your pain into something beautiful. And that's really my my story, you know. Wow. Yeah, no, that's so beautiful. Thank you for, <laughs> so much for sharing. You know, that just... That's just another testament of how beautiful it is, you know, your your decision to choose life. Just, that's, just, that's just another aspect of how absolutely brave you are. Yeah, but just like God has a plan for our life, I think that if, if you don't believe in, you know, Jesus, maybe you believe in God and the devil, and that's like, you know, eat like, okay, I kind of get that much devil has a plan for your life too Mm -hmm. to steal kill and destroy and with jesus you have a hope and a future and i think that for me in my testimony you know yes you know i i had my child but i was challenged and i've been attacked in the past three years i feel like um Mm -hmm. and it is a continued um consistent everyday walk to go to the Lord and ask him to help me and cover me and be with me and he does still even today um but yeah I I, I'm like oh don't know where we started but to circle back if you have had an abortion I would really recommend going to your local church or even to some kind of pregnancy resource center. And yeah, there's like um, Rachel's Vineyard is a really good place to mm. go. Um, there's another one if you're if you're local to the Illinois, Indiana area. It's called. Um, actually, let me look it up real quick. It's <laughs> that's um, so good. That's bio, so she, good. That's good that they have you know. It was founded by, yes, so I can't remember the exact name of it right now. It was founded by um, Serena Dykeson, who actually was on our podcast like a bunch of months ago. So if you go and look at that podcast, or I'll link it in the bio here, um, it's another local, um, actually like a group for women. They have like Mm. groups for women who are healing from abortion. And um, she's she's wonderful too. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, well, thank you so much, Anna. And thank You're you so, so much welcome. for sharing this. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I, I mean, what's so beautiful is that we, we never know. I was, I think I was listening to a podcast on this the other day. It might have actually been of one of <laughs> our old ones, but it was that we never know who we touch with these, you know, because people around mm-hmm. the world listen to this podcast. And so you never know, you never know who you're going to touch with, with your words about this. Right. So, That's my hope, you. Yeah. you know. I think, yeah, just even if it's just one, mm-hmm. one mom, 
Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is I forget where it's from. It's from a it's from a movie, but it's whoever <laughs> saves <laughs> whoever saves one life saves the world entire. And I think it's just so that's important, so you know, cool. even if we help save one life, it's one life that's going to you know, hopefully live forever. Amen. So, yes. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you for joining Life Chat. And speaking for myself and the rest of the team at Illinois Right to Life, we want to thank you for all you have done to pave the way for us to continue our work to protect life. And to our listeners and supporters, if you enjoyed today's conversation, please visit our website, IllinoisRightToLife.org, and consider donating to support this podcast and the other work we do to protect life. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you next time. Thank you.